What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of <laughs> No, no, no. Go for it, Maureen. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not so easy under the pressure. <laughs> pressure of the mic. Oh, good, I'm good. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Queer Bait Podcast, where two queer chicks talk queer shit. I'm your host, Ainsley, and with me as always, my partner in crime, Maureen. Hello. You suck at the intro. <laughs> I always want to do it, though. <laughs> Every time. Okay, so let's jump right in. Okay. What are we talking about today? Funny stories. No, Jesus, Silly no. stories. Neither of those things. Fuck-ups. I think you no. can... No, okay. none of these things. I wanted to talk about um, sexual exploration within a relationship. That's what I was going to say, just not as eloquently. <laughs> You're just like, let's talk about dildos. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me... I want to explain that this evolved in the car from let's tell silly stories no let's tell about times we fucked up to let's explore the evolution of a relationship no it started off with me being like i want to tell this particular story how <laughs> am i going to fit this story into a podcast and then it just evolved from there fine 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 <laughs> whatever why don't you come up with an idea go ahead <laughs> you did the intro so well. <laughs> Why don't you jump on in with topics? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's really funny because, like, whenever we're about to like sit down to do a podcast, I always catch Maureen on her phone, like typing in gay news. I'm always like, "What's happening in the world?" <laughs> I'm so out of touch. <laughs> Thanks for giving away my secret. It's just really, really funny to like see you like trying to like Google ideas. I really try. <laughs> like you have like a Pinterest board. <laughs> Shut up. I like gay news articles. That is people. an exaggeration. Anyways, so I wanted to tell this story because I think it's really, really funny. And then I thought like maybe we could talk about like you know sexual exploration. Okay. And like. I specifically chose, like, in relationships just because I feel like you're more willing to be explorative. Exploratory. Exploratory. Exploratative, not a word. I think it's exploratory surgery, so it's not exploratory <laughs> surgery. That's true. Okay. Exploratory um, in a relationship with someone that you feel uh, comfortable with. But I think mm -hmm. the first thing we need to do is, like, DTR. What's DTR mean? define the relationship. Oh, okay, Like, what okay. does relationship mean? Cause You've I been watching too much Elward. It's not even from Elward. Uh, like, most, most <laughs> of my ideas. No, like, um, I just mean, like, relationship doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to people. So when I say, That's like, true. oh, be, like, sexually exploratory in your relationship, I don't mean, like, you can't, like, have, like, a friends with benefits relationship, or if mm -hmm. you have a marriage, or if you're, uh, have a girlfriend, have a boyfriend, whatever, or uh -huh. no labels, whatever. I just mean relationship in the sense, like, someone you feel comfortable with in a sexual way. Okay. That's a good word. No, because also, like, you know, we're talking about exploratory, um, sexual things, but, like, I don't want to leave, like, ace people out, you know? That's true. You know, because, you know, there's different types, mm -hmm. different strokes for different folks, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I'm getting preachy. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what I mean by relationship. So, Maureen, tell me 
the most um, adventurous. Oh God, I'm not very adventurous. Lies and slander. <laughs> I, I think. Oh man, that's really hard. Okay, you have like all the ideas. Okay, so when I first tell your mother to put the podcast down, my mom doesn't listen at this point. She she clicks <laughs> listen, so I get a listen. She listens to the first three sentences, like I'm out. It's too long. I'm horrified at the idea that your mother might actually listen to this. No, she won't. Okay, for sure. She's told me she's like they're too long, and I don't find you funny. I was like, thanks, Mom. You've been saying that my whole life. <laughs> and you still pursue this. <laughs> and yet, here I am. Um, when I first met you, you were pretty young, I would say. Yeah. And I was pretty young as well. Mm-hmm. You were one. Baby dyke, let's not say ages. Yeah, okay. We were baby dyke still. <laughs> um, I still am. We, like, we had talked about on, like, one of the previous podcasts, like, our first, like, sexual encounters with uh-huh. men or women, so no big deal there. We can skip that juicy goodness. Uh, Find that in episode one, I think, or two. <laughs> That's the way to kick it off. <laughs> but, um, so even though we both had been sexual before, mm-hmm. I don't think we've really been exploratory or adventurous. Yeah, not to a great degree. I mean, you know, but I don't know, ex- Adventurous is relative. Like, I am not an inherently adventurous person. I am quite vanilla. I'm pretty lame, some would say. Lies. Well, I'm not crazy. You're into some kinky shit. No! (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's like light choking is the the hardest I'll go. Wow, we really jumped in, didn't we? Well, I'm just saying, (laughs) you know. So I just, I don't know. I feel like slightly limited as compared to a lot of people. So when I say the most adventurous, a lot of people are probably like, oh, this is my first date kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess the most adventurous I have ever gone would be like butt play. You know? Is there a better way to say that? I think we should build a pyramid. (laughs) I don't think we should start with butt play. Okay. I think we should build a foundation. (laughs) Okay. So if our... Listeners are younger age. Uh, they might be in their first relationship, and like I said, that could mean dating, friends with benefits, anything in between. Um, what would you say would be the first ex- sexual explorative thing to do? I'm gonna say dry humping. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, no, it, that's fine, but like. The conviction to which you said it, you looked me dead in my eyes, nodded, and went dry humping. <laughs> I know. I just, look, I wasn't prepared for this. I want you guys to know that Ainsley kind of sprung this one on me. I didn't really know much going into this podcast. I always do that. It's pretty off the cuff, so you're getting my honest answers here. No rehearsal. Okay, so, started with butt play, and now... We're back at dry humping. <laughs> Will you explain what dry humping is? Okay, so as we back down to dry humping, <laughs> dry humping I would define as two people mm-hmm. or one person grinding on another person with clothes on. Now, I cannot determine how many clothes you have on, but I would say at minimum underwear. You know, like a pair of underwear down there. But like a lot of people, dry humping is like, I'm in... 
a t-shirt and jeans still because to take off my clothes might be a little... Well, I think, like, if you're younger, like, in school or whatever, I think dry humping is, like, a big thing regardless of sexuality. I think it's just, like, you make out and you grind it up on that wood, as Beyonce (laughs) Even just saying, like, the term dry humping brings me back to, like, eighth grade. I thought you were going to say eight, and I was like, holy (laughs) shit, I knew what you were doing with Barbie, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think, you know, I think that's definitely, like, first step. Mm Mm-hmm. Dry humping. That is so hard. <laughs> I pair it with, like, not being able to take your clothes off because you're either in public or you're in an uncomfortable place or you're at your parents' house in your bedroom and the door has to stay open for two inches. Yeah, but I think um, in the queer world, especially, like, dry humping and grinding has, like, an even bigger significance because I think that's, like, very significant in public. I think that's something that happens a lot mm-hmm. at, like, gay bars and stuff. Happened to me when we went to the <laughs> drag show. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean, like, dancing. Like, there's, yeah, like, grinding dancing, but, like, and then there's, like, the sexual mm-hmm. grinding. Mm-hmm. So. I think there are a couple different stages to it. Oh? Well, no, I mean, I just feel like, like, when you're young, dry humping is just, like, this awkward fumbling thing, and no. then you get the finesse to it, and it becomes, like, an actually attractive thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, just when you're a it's kid. It's like kissing is an art form that takes a while to figure out and constantly has to change and develop with different partners and who you are as a person. Did your kissing take a while to develop? No, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. You practiced on your Barbie, (laughs) so you knew all the tricks. (laughs) No, I just mean, like, these things develop, and and it is dependent on age for one, experience for two, who you are, like, what you're willing to do, you know, kind of like the comfortness that you have in yourself and with your partner again. Like, having that bond, that sexual bond Mm -hmm. with somebody, I think, makes all the difference with how you try <laughs> well it is also safe like it yeah. sounds really you know like nerdy and dorky mm-hmm. but it's just like at the end of the day a lot of sexual practices are not safe dry humping extremely safe is yeah no matter i mean no unless ma- you're trying to just go underwear with it you know you might run into some problems but well oh, that's true like you can get like yeah you I can get like crab too much <laughs> No, I'm serious. That's, like, the only, like, STI that I can think of that you would get from dry humping. but yes. Like, the herp and the crab. don't call it the herp. (laughs) So bad. Anyways. Listen, when you shorten a name, you take the power out of it. It's like when you say the devil's name backwards or whatever. No, No, never heard of that. Anyways, so back to the sexual practices. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, what I like about dry humping or grinding. Oh, grinding is a much, you know, and that's what I think distinguishes it. You are young and you dry hump and that becomes grinding when you're kind of older. Oh, yeah, that's know? true. So I don't want to just call it, because dry humping, the word makes me uncomfortable. Like It does term. make me uncomfortable. So, grinding. We all did it. Yeah. Did you do it? Yeah. No, oh, okay. I, I, was, I thought you were making fun of me and I was like, oh, <laughs> is, this, is this a Barbie situation where like you think it's completely normal and I'm like freaked out by it? <laughs> okay. So um, dry humping goes across all sexualities. I think boy-girl couples do it, boy-boy, girl-girl, I think so non-binary. Too. I think it's like the very first step mm-hmm. to like 
sexuality, I think for sure. So what comes after? What would you say is the next step? God, I don't know. I think what people would call, and this one also makes me uncomfortable, heavy petting. Oh my god! <laughs> I sound like a grandma! <laughs> I'm like uncomfortable. Like, I am so okay with like sexual things. Like, you can be like, butt plug. And I'm like, cool, sweet. You're like, strap her on. I'm like, cool, sweet. But you say dry humping and heavy petting, and I'm like, huh? I know. They feel like things like my aunt would say or something. <laughs> they feel like euphemisms. Like, they do. Well, obviously they are. Like, heavy petting is a euphemism, but it's like, it's something that you haven't done since you were like 14. So it's, yeah. like, awkward, because it's, like, awkward teenage memories. Well, and I memories. just call it heavy petting. I don't know, these days. I don't know what I would call it. Like, but... what would you call that? Like, under the shirt, under the pants, touching? Yeah. yeah. I guess. Something like Necking. that. Necking. Neck. I don't That's like that That's an old term. word. I hate that. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, I think, what I would be considering the next step up. Okay. Yeah. Which, like Definitely you said, where you under start the shirt, under, under the, the pants. But I would distinguish it from fingering. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, I think heavy It's petting, not a hand job. Yes. It's definitely, like, okay, so, like, if you were touching a guy, I would consider heavy petting um, under the pants, over the underwear. Okay, I could see that. And same thing with, um, if you're touching a girl. I would say you could probably touch skin on the boobs. Right. Yeah. And then, but like under the pants, over the underwear, no finger blasting yet. Finger. <laughs> Love it. You're welcome. We're here to define these terms. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like when people like compare it to baseball. I get very confused because I steal bases. So I just skip. And then I don't know what constitutes first base, second base, third place. Uh, a home run. Yeah. What does a grand slam mean? Does that mean you have to have sex with four people? Oh my god. Well, like that's what happens in baseball. Like the baseball like the bases are loaded. So there's three people on base. One person hits a home run and it's called a grand slam because he puts three people in and himself with four people. So like is a grand slam having sex with four people? I don't know. Things that I've never needed to consider. Oh my god. That's great. I understand baseball so much better now. <laughs> um, okay, so heavy petting. Again, something that I think happens um, across all sexualities mm-hmm. and even, like, into the asexuality. Because, you know, asexuality is supposed to... has so many definitions, depending on the person, right? So, like, yeah. some are, like, romantic, where they don't mind, excuse me, holding hands, going on dates, doing coupley things... Some will do kissing. Mm-hmm. Some will do touching. I think it's you know. hard when aromantic and asexual intersect, and then it's just yeah. like. Well, we'll do a whole podcast on the ace spectrum, but just so you guys have kind of a basic understanding, like some of these things can be thrown into asexuality as well. So when I say like it really mm-hmm. does go across like a broad spectrum of sexualities, heavy petting, <laughs> <laughs> as I gag on my words, for sure does that. <laughs> Okay, so. I all of a sudden am sexually turned off from heavy petting as well. (laughs) Just the term. I don't think, okay, well, I think it's just, like, once you reach a certain age, when you start heavy petting with somebody, you, you go all the way. You don't stop. You know, so I think that's why it's, like, an awkward thing to discuss for us, because we're like, that's just foreplay to us. That is a really good point. 
Yeah. No. But I do think it is distinguished for the average ace person. Yeah. Just where, because it is such a spectrum of, like, I might not be going to step three. I might just enjoy step one and two, but not with the intent for step three. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I only do one and two to get yeah. to three. <laughs> That's true. So, like, with... Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Like, like for asexuals, or, or some asexuals, I should say, um, second base is a home run. Yeah. Crazy. Now we're getting... I in, like that. We're getting like in some uh, polo stuff. I don't know how polo scored. I don't understand <laughs> a lot of sports. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, baseball. Okay, heavy petting. Okay. What's the next thing you did with your boyfriend? I would say, or girlfriend, hello. Well, I said boyfriend to make fun of you. Oh, okay, thanks, great. <laughs> I would say <laughs> next step would be, like, hand jobs and fingering. Ah! Oh, my God, I know. I hate the word hand job. Like, I thought it dry humping like was bad, but hand job and blow job, ugh, we need new terms. Because it's work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just like the queer side talking, but whew. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Not very experienced myself in this area. Take it away. I don't know. What, what kind of bugs me... Um, at least from, like, my high school sexual experience and, like, my sexual experience with, like, young boys uh-huh. is this idea that, like, blowjobs and hand jobs and fingering aren't, like, an intimate thing, that uh-huh. they're very casual. But in my head, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> even though it's not penetrative, mm-hmm. it's still very intimate to me because I still have your genitals on my body. Yeah. You know, it didn't really matter to me that it wasn't, like, P and B penetration <laughs> sex. Yeah. It's still, like, handling somebody's genitals. And, you know, we have all these euphemisms for genitals, like, no-no square, private parts. Yummy. So, yeah. <laughs> so when you grow up with all these words about your nether regions, mm-hmm. you know, all these words that are like, oh, like, they're private, they're not for other people to touch, and you've been taught that for so many years... All of a sudden, that just changes overnight? Yeah, I guess. I just, I did not understand it when I was high school, and I was a sexual person in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't understand this concept of, like, a sexual thing can be taken so lightly. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think, even though I was sexually fluid and, you know, wasn't afraid of sex or sexual things, I still knew that there was, like, an intimacy and a trust. Like, uh-huh. I didn't have sex with random people. I didn't give blowjobs to random people. Not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. I'm just speaking from, like, it's okay to think that way. Uh-huh. You know, because I think we have a lot of things telling us, like, oh, these are your private parts until they're not. And then they're to be used. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a lot of people that are like, hey, but, like, yeah, they're your private parts. And they should be respected in a way that you're comfortable with. I think that's the key thing that gets missed a lot is whatever you're comfortable with. Uh And unfortunately, I think in high school, there's a lot of pressure um, on male sides. And I don't want to, like, stereotype, but, like, young boys in particular, I think, are a little bit more, like, don't have the same respect in that Uh aspect. Uh And so I think young girls might not respect themselves genital wise 
Okay. Interesting point. You know, because, I don't know, I think just the girls that I knew, blowjobs were no big deal. Uh-huh. But to some people, they should be. To others, they can be a no big deal, and that's okay. But to others, it should still be like, like a, hey, like, are you okay with this? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, it's just not. It's like, oh, like, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just wish that there was a little bit more of a balance. But I think that way with, like, most sexual things. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of has one overarching assumption I don't know. My thing, I'm kind of curious because I feel this way and I know I have friends who feel this way. I'm always curious as to where people rank sex versus this step, like, you know, fingering and whatnot, because it's hard. I mean, I don't know. It's just different. Like, I feel different. I feel like sex would be my step. What are we on? Three or something like that? And Mm -hmm. a blowjob and finger, well, not fingering necessarily, but like a blowjob or a handjob would be my step four after sex, which is. Yeah. Like, I think kind of reversed in some ways, but I mean not reversed, because, like, however you want to do it works for you. Yeah, that is really interesting, because, like, I kind of feel the same way Mm -hmm. that blowjobs, in particular for me, and um, is a little bit more, I guess, intimate for me. Like, I have to be more trusting Mm -hmm. of the partner than with regular sex. But that might just be, like, me twisting my idea but what I, sex is. I also think it really depends for, like, penis and vagina sex. Mm-hmm. I would put blowjobs after that. But if I were going to have penis and a asshole. Not <laughs> <laughs> okay, gay men sex. <laughs> yes, yes, no, gay sex. But, I, you know, I just want to, I'm trying to use more anatomical terms. <laughs> well, people can have a penis and still identify as a woman, you know. Oh, yes. okay, I got you, I got you. I got so I'm you. trying to be respectful of that. You know, it's just like, if... <sighs> If I were somebody who was going to have a penis inside in my ass, like, honestly, I think I would put a blowjob before that because it would be, I don't know, a little more intrusive, I feel, maybe. I think I, that experience, I'm more, you know, as a queer woman, I am more frightened. I don't know, frightened is a weird (laughs) word, you know, but I'm just more hesitant about having that in my butt than, you know, I would be about giving a blowjob, even though I'm less hesitant about the vagina, you know. Which is so funny, because, like, yeah, because even for um, some straight women, Mm -hmm. having butt sex is acceptable before having vaginal sex. Oh, yeah. I knew a ton of girls in high school that they felt like they kept their virginity as long as, what do they call it, like, God's back door or something like that. You know, which is so crazy to me. And I don't know if that's, like, religious pressure or if they genuinely felt more comfortable. Yeah. Very odd to me, but, like, I I guess I get it. Which is interesting, because, like, for me, somebody sticking something in my butt is absolutely my last step. That's your, yeah. You know? That's your kinky. (laughs) And not in a bad way. Like, not like I would hate it or anything. It just takes a lot more comfort on every level with that person for me to get to that step. Yeah. All right. But I do like this distinction because I think um, typical um, straight sex between a female and male mm-hmm. blowjobs, I guess, come before and then mm-hmm. penetrative sex, I guess. I would think so. Or, you know. Yeah, like, and I think that's typically how it went for me. Yeah. Just because that's your understanding as a And human. I think the same with typical men-on-men sex, I would assume blowjobs come first. Mm-hmm. 
than penetrative. Mm-hmm. But in the lesbian world, it's all bottled. I yeah, it's, it's everywhere. So that's where I feel like you know I that's mean, where the big differences come. Yeah, and you would almost say like a blowjob is parallel to oral sex for women. You know, mm-hmm. but that kind of means that for two vaginas, you don't really have that last step like you would with a penis mm-hmm. and a vagina. So I don't know. I just yeah, I think uh, female female sex is where everything gets truly truly complicated, and why people have so many questions, and why like straight men and women just cannot grasp the concept of like what lesbian sex is because yeah. it doesn't have to be penetrative. Yeah. You know, like we said, there's there's different things for different people. Mm-hmm. But I think where it really diverges is in the female-female sex. Mm-hmm. Because you can kind of see the be-all, end-all with female-male and male-male sex. Uh-huh. But you can't really with female-female because it's like on a case-by-case basis. Some um, lesbian women are okay with penetrative sex. Some uh-huh. women just like fingers. Some women just like oral. So it's it gets very convoluted and, and, and very complicated. Yeah, it does. But that's why I'm saying have a healthy sexual relationship mm-hmm. partner to talk these things about. You have to be comfortable telling them these things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, like, you should have that in all aspects of, like, straight, gay, whatever relationship. But mm-hmm. I think specifically with, like, lesbian relationships, you can go so many different directions. Uh-huh. That you kind of have to have a little bit more communication. Like, obviously, male-male sex, got to have a lot of trust in your partner. And the same with straight sex. You Mm -hmm. definitely have to have trust in your partner, I would hope so. Uh Uh-huh. Enough to be able to explore different things. um, But you kind of know at the end of the day Mm -hmm. what it's going to be. That's what, yeah, I think with two vaginas, a lot less is assumed. Like, if there's a penis and a vagina, I'm going to assume that... That's going to happen. Like, sex, penetrative sex is going to happen. But it's like, with two vaginas, Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily going to assume that. You know, there's just a lot to come into play. With, like, uh, uh, male-male sex, you know, obviously you have to figure out who's going to bottom, who's going to top, if you guys are going to switch, like, who's comfortable. So I do think that there are a lot of things to talk about, obviously, in that. But you can still kind of assume a lot more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So let's... Let's start with lesbian exploration. So, we go from, I don't want to say <laughs> these words again, we go, go from a dry humping to heavy petting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you, I guess, like, the next step would be sex. Because, like you were saying, oral sex is equivalent. Could be oral, to, could be to, penetrative. Could, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What would you suggest to start with? For exploration? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's hard. Okay. For two vaginas outside of the norm, I mean... No, no, well, no, no. I mean, like... Oh, just like... Like, you're having the conversation with your partner. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I think I'm ready. Like, we've done the heavy petting. I think I'm ready to move on to the next step. What do you suggest they should try? Should they try... Uh, fingers, should they try, like, what? Ooh, okay. I would suggest fingers for other people. That is not my favorite thing, and I know that. I just, True. 
I know that automatically, and I know that that is something, honestly, like, I'd rather skip, but it's a negotiation. A negotiation <laughs> is a weird word for it. But, you know, like, it is. It's like a sexual negotiation. Yeah. So, I may not be into it, but she may be into it, you know, so I'll well, compromise. I think masturbation is kind of key, um, especially for lesbian sex. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of have to know already what you like, what you don't like. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I guess masturbation is key to that. You can figure out if you like fingers a certain way. You can figure out if you like penetration. Mm-hmm. You can figure out if you like vibration. Like, the only thing that you can't really do is oral on yourself, obviously. <laughs> so, you should try it to see if you like it. But that's why I kind of suggest, you know, fingers first. Because... You can do that to yourself, so you can already build a little bit of confidence for it, which I think masturbation is key to, like, sexual confidence. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going in there so scared, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a lot more (laughs) nerve-wracking to do that. So I think fingers is, like, a very good Mm -hmm. start. I mean, I think it's also less awkward, and it's easier to be safe with. True. You know, like... (laughs) I don't want to harp, like, STDs and whatnot mm-hmm. and fluid bonding and yada, yada, yada. But gloves are a lot easier than dental dams. That's true. You know? Dental dams, A, are harder to get. Yeah. Not that they're impossible by any means, but a glove, you can find a good glove. And can I just say something? In high school, <laughs> I knew a few lesbian friends. Mm-hmm. And they asked if saran wrap counts as a dental dam. <laughs> Which is, like, I think a common thing, because I have heard that question before. Yeah. No, it's It's not. porous. (laughs) I think, thank God for the internet now, Mm -hmm. where, like, you have easy access to things like Amazon and eBay, where, like... (laughs) True. That weren't around when we were younger. Yeah, so, like, dental dams, you can go into a lot of... You can go um, to your health clinic and stuff, and them not be available to you because there's Mm -hmm. only condoms, because that's just the world we live in, which is really, really annoying because gay sex can give you STIs. Like, it happens all the time. It definitely is. Um, But there's definitely some places, Mm -hmm. you know. So check out, like, if you have the ability, check out your local health clinics. Um, If not, Amazon is awesome because you could order something two days later. Bam. It's on your porch. Probably just order them in advance. Well, yeah, definitely. If you're ever going to get laid. Bam. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean it in advance. The whole point is, like, this is supposed to, you know, I'm not advocating, like, sex outside of relationships on this podcast. I definitely do believe in that. Mm -hmm. But for this one, like, I really want to kind of, like, figure out the the sexual story of a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know. So I think you should already be prepared. Because I think, yeah, you know, you've been taking these steps towards sex. Mm-hmm. So I think you should have already been prepared with proper... We should definitely do a podcast on, like, health in the queer realm. One of, of these days. We might. I mean, like I say, I'm going to do a lot of things, and then it just never happens. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've decided fingers are a good thing. I also think um, grinding naked... Uh huh. Is very good because I think you can, how do I say, experience more of like what sex can be. Uh huh. You know, because 
you have a full body into it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's like I feel like a very... it's a lot more experience. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it is a deeper experience than fingering. Yeah. You know? I don't know. There's something very sexy about grinding, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like also being up in another person's face. That sounds really weird. But, like, That's that true. proximity. Well, when, you know, all you have is lesbian sex. And, like, predominantly, I would say the the main lesbian sex act would be oral. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that very generally. There's a lot of different... Yes. Things you can do, and a lot of couples do a lot of different things, but I would say predominantly oral sex. So, like, if you're not trying different positions, you're not going to be face to face with your partner a lot. Uh huh. Because your face is busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So grinding, fingering. You, oh, man, fingering is so tough to like explain for one because it's just like a feeling out process because everybody is so different Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to distinguish penetrative fingering versus non-penetrative well that's why i call fingering fingering and that's why i call penetrative fingering finger blasting (laughs) (laughs) that's my distinction that is not my distinction I do not ever refer to it as finger blast. That is a goddamn lie. That is a bold-faced lie right there. I have heard you say finger blast, and it's my doing. Like, I, I know I'm... a joke. Yeah, whatever, because I... Yeah. I don't think I've ever really said, yeah, I finger blasted her. <laughs> but it's a good distinction. What else would you call it? I'm going to call it penetrative fingering. I'm going to continue Clit on. Clit rubbing versus... Penetrative fingering? That's a lot of words when you could just say fingering and finger blasting. filling the taco or something. I want to come up with a euphemism. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, but I think you start off with non-penetrative fingering for sure. I mean, unless you've agreed on that prior, but you got to find where your clit is and what feels good Mm -hmm. for sure. And, like, a lot of women can't. And, like, I don't think the goal of sexual acts is to orgasm by any means. Uh-huh. I don't want to say it's nice if that's how it ends, but I don't think that there should be this pressure of having to finish. Because uh-huh. I think that takes the fun out of the entire process. Like, the last 30 seconds to a minute of this 20-minute, hour, two hours, however long it is process, uh-huh. for 30 seconds is a little... That's crazy to me to, like, put so much emphasis on it. Yeah, that's fair. You know, so I think, that's why I think the exploratory process is, is the best. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I'm going to disagree. I think you can, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing totally, but I think you can be, I don't know, I think you can pursue sex for a very primal, I don't like that word. <laughs> oh, God, that's worse than dry humping. <laughs> Or a very, like, primal desire. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I think for well, me... But I, the primal desire would be to procreate. So, like, in that case, women well, don't have to orgasm. I was thinking, I don't know, I was thinking release is my primal desire. I'm just right. saying. Procreate would be the real primal desire. I don't know, I just think that, like, for me, it's about bonding. But mm. for another person, and me sometimes even, sometimes maybe it's not about bonding. And it's just, like, oh, that's true. To be crap, like, sometimes you just want to be fucked. True. No, I get that, but I don't. I don't like this idea that that like it's not goal, good if, it, if you don't. Finish. That it's not yeah. good if you I don't, don't think it that way. So I just kind of like want to take that away, and especially like if we're talking about exploratory, like you have to learn what to do for your partner 
especially in lesbian mm-hmm. sex, I feel. Yeah. Like, it takes some time to figure out what feels good and what your partner can do. So I think, I don't know, like, starting off hoping for an orgasm. True. You're probably setting yourself up for failure. For failure. And well, then that's I just going to make you not want to do it. Even more so. And, like, we should all strive for a partner's orgasm. I mean, I do. No, no, no. Don't, like, strive for your partner's yeah. orgasm. Don't strive for your own. But I do think being over-concerned about your partner's orgasm, you're going to be frantic down there. And your partner's <laughs> like, please slow down. I'm not even close. <laughs> and you're just like, gotta get you there. <laughs> like, Yeah. T- talking about fingering, you know, being frantic is definitely not the goal yeah that's not gonna feel great slow and steady wins the race for many (laughs) well that's like communication is so key because you know some people's clits are a lot more sensitive than others and that's why like fingering feels good to some and doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. to others you know so it kind of just really really depends on the person so exploring is key and that's why i always suggest masturbation so that you know, like, if you yeah. like direct clitoral stimulation or if you like labial stimulation, mm-hmm. you know, you got to learn what feels best for you so that you can tell your partner because you don't want your partner to just, like, be searching down there. Yeah. And you're just, like, uncomfortable mm-hmm. and in pain. Unless you got some absolute coordinates and you're, like, <laughs> <laughs> latitude three point, I don't know how latitudes and longitudes work. <laughs> it's not uh, the world. I have no- <laughs> It's not the sea. (laughs) But now, just be communicative. Yeah. For sure. Um, What, do you want to talk about finger blasting? (sighs) I'm sorry, penetrative fingering. Penetrative fingering. I don't know. I think slow and steady, again, wins the race, but shallow and steady. Let me ask a question. Yeah. Do you think, because I think me and you are similar, but I think many people are different. Mm Mm-hmm. To go from, should you go from fingering to penetrative fingering, or should you go from fingering to oral? Ooh. Personally, I would go fingering to oral. Me too. And I just, I don't know. I feel like there is... There's something scary about penetrative There is, and I feel like for me it's just a lot more intimacy-based, like the Mm -hmm. penetrative. Like if somebody is going to be inside of me in any way, I need a lot of, you know, I just need a lot of boundary setting and comfort mm-hmm. and you know this and that so i, I think agree. for me my next step would probably be oral all right but assuming assuming you're going into penetrative because we've already touched on it now <laughs> touched on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah Not better really. material shut up anyways <laughs> i feel like starting shallow is the most important thing you cannot just shove them as far as they will go because that is quite frightening can i suggest yes not even to penetrate at first. True. You know. Work it around. There's a lot of things that can feel really good not going inside, True. but around your vagina opening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you wanted to use anatomical. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I think going around, seeing if the person is comfortable, relaxing them, because... Penetrative sex, I think, does kind of have, like, that scary factor mm-hmm. of, like, is it going to hurt? Yeah. I think that's what a lot of young women are afraid of at mm-hmm. first. Which hurts for some, doesn't hurt for others as much. Some I, people like it, some people don't. I think as long as you provide ample opportunity to stop. Oh, yeah. Lots of pausing, lots of checking in. 
because yeah. I'm a person who needs that. I need you to be like, hey, this is still cool because mm-hmm. I'm just like frozen up. Like there are times when I don't want to talk, you know, and I'm just True. like, oh, I can't see anything. Yeah. Like they're not looking at me and not checking in. So I'm just going to sit here and take it, which is like not yeah. to that extent, you know, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of times where I clam up and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the suggestion of like going slow, talking, going shallow, and also like picking your fingers correctly. Like <laughs> something I learned quickly mm-hmm. is like, you know, usually two fingers. Ask your partner. But <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like the ask your parents at home. Kid. Yeah, but be careful of where your other fingers lie. Oh, yeah. Don't. One might float towards the asshole. Don't let it. <laughs> I mean a lot of things. Like, one may float towards the asshole. You know, you can do clitoral stimulation with uh, penetrative fingering. You could do all those things. But, of mm-hmm. course, ask your partner. But I mean just like, you know what? If you're using your middle and ring finger, your index finger might start poking labia. And that yeah. might be uncomfortable. That's a very good point. You know, your thumb might scrape a thigh. Don't let that pinky sneak towards the Don't back. let the pinky hit the stinky. I have fallen victim <laughs> And it's frightening when you're trying to focus on this very frightening experience. And then, bam, some tiny pinky little pinky in the pinky. It just sneaks back there. And the yeah. person doesn't even know their pinky's back there. And then yeah. you're like, how do I tell you to get my pinky? Oh, you tell them real quick. You go, pinky, pinky. I clench my butt cheeks. And they're oh, like, yeah. where did my pinky go? And I'm like. It's gone now. But also, some women likey. True. Some men likey. Because, like, we're saying all these things for, like, vaginal penetrative sex, but, like, you can finger a butthole the That's same true. way. I do think that also takes a lot of consent. Yeah. So this is for straight couples. This is for gay men couples, typical gay men couples, and, and, and you know, women-on-women sex as mm-hmm. well. Like, all these penetrative things can be used. And also when we're talking about, like, fingering, you know, straight men can do these things mm-hmm. to women, and straight women can do them to straight men in their butts, and it's not weird! Mm-hmm. Stop thinking butt sex on straight men is weird! Mm-hmm. Um, and again, on, like, gay men on men sex. That's true, and I guess the same thing goes, like, if you're putting fingers in somebody's butt, be mindful of your other fingers, too. You don't want to go yeah. poke in other things that you have no business in, because maybe... I agreed to get your fingers in my butt, but I don't want them in my vagina. Like, one's floating up there, you know. I mean, oh, like, yeah. it sounds out of the ordinary, but I'm sure that for some people, it is the exact opposite. You know, like, I'm afraid that a finger's going to touch my butt, and they're afraid that it's going to touch the vagina. Yeah, and yeah. also don't go stinky to pinky. Oh, yeah, don't go switching around. Yeah, don't <laughs> just go willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> willy-nilly. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the be-all, end-all lesbian. Okay, the lesbian act. Yeah. I I would think most lesbians think of this as, like, when we try and define, like, oh, define lesbian sex. Define yeah. lesbian fucking. Yeah. Oral sex is what comes to mind. Yeah. There's lots of other things we can talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think this would be, like, prime. I think so, too. So tell me about oral. Oral sex. God, I don't know even where to start on this one. At the clip. <laughs> <laughs> I think first, oral sex, I don't know, is I think much more intimate in some ways. I know that mm-hmm. I say that I place it before penetrative, but I think having somebody's face 
down in your vaginal area and in your labia and all of that where it's just, I don't know. It's terrifying at first because you are so self-conscious. That's, I think, the ultimate. And I think... I don't know a single person that is not self-conscious about that because yeah. it's like, do I smell all right? Do I taste all right? Oh my God, what is coming out of me? You know, and it's yeah. just like, there's so many things to focus on in sex that that mm-hmm. that's why I kind of say like having the emphasis being on orgasm might not work, especially at first, mm-hmm. because there are 101 things to think about as we've been explaining. And yeah. I think oral sex on women is. So I think one of the first things, and this is just, like, how I live my own life, and I've told Ainsley about this multiple times, so she can attest to it. I like to shower right before sex. Yeah. I am super self-conscious. I couldn't tell you why. I just have such self-conscious tendencies about, like, my smell and my taste and all this, and I don't feel clean a lot, Mm -hmm. which sounds weird. Don't worry. I've been to the doctor. Nothing is actually wrong down there. You know, it's just, I don't know why it's in me, but so... It is okay if you want to just shower right before sex. I'm sure your partner will not balk at the idea that you are fresh and clean to the maximum. Yeah, it's just a comfort level. Yeah. You know? And I don't want to say that you have to shower before sex. No. You know, it's not... I am perfectly okay not showering. Oh, yeah. Right before. I mean, I'm not saying go three days without showering and then try it out. No, that's just not good for vaginal health. No. In general. No. But, a thing called pH. But, like, it's healthy to do without showering right before. But, like, whatever is going to make you comfortable is going to make you comfortable. Yeah. So, I think that's the most important part is just, like, figure out what it's going to be that makes you the least amount of self-conscious. You know, like, oh yeah, if trimming or shaving or something needs to happen for you to feel less self-conscious, power mm-hmm. to you. And also, like, don't be embarrassed to tell your partner these things. Oh, yeah. Ever. Like, if you're embarrassed to tell your partner or your part, like, you do tell your partner and they're not nice about it, that's not a partner that you should trust and have sex with. Sure. Like, if you're like, hey, you know what? I feel like I need a shower. Will you give me time or whatever? And they're like, oh, no, fuck it. Like, that's okay <laughs> to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm okay if you don't shower, but if you need to shower, feel free. Like, right? you gotta be a supportive partner and let them know, like... And I don't think, like, I would never be like, nope, you can't shower. Like, yeah, but some people do, for sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I think the first and foremost is getting comfortable because mm-hmm. I think overcoming self-consciousness is the hardest part. And the yeah. faster you can do that, I think the easier it will become. Oh, Not yeah. to say that it's like inherently hard, but like, I don't yeah. know. And if you are going for orgasm, you're probably going to have an orgasm a lot sooner if you're more comfortable, know, open and comfortable with yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's, That's my, your first tip. That is my first tip because Feel I'm comfortable. I'm crazy about it. So you know, you're not crazy about not it. Not crazy about it. I'm just like it's a very important thing for me to feel clean, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel a lot more comfortable. So yeah, that's very true. But okay. also like deeper, since we're talking about like exploratory uh, relationships, the deeper you go in a relationship, I think the more comfortable you get and the less you feel self-conscious about these things. Very true. And I think just, like, amount of time goes on, like, eventually my partner is gonna have to feel my prickly-ass legs and, Mm -hmm. you know, just my whole, what do I call it? My fupa, my fatty upper pelvic area. (laughs) I know you hate that. You know, like, eventually it will all be prickly. 
mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to, you know, so it's just in time. You know, and also, like, sex, you know, should be planned at times and should not be planned at times. So the times that it's unplanned, like, you shouldn't be self-conscious that, you know, you're a little mm-hmm. stubbly or you showered three hours ago or any <laughs> of a hundred or you don't have the right underwear on. That's true. You know, so I... Oh, yeah. The right <laughs> underwear thing. That's a the big right one underwear too. apparently is a big thing. I never understood that. And I was like, yo, I wear comfy shit. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I love it. And I think the same thing with, like, blowjobs on men, mm-hmm. too. I think it is, like, a comfort level. Like, I would hope that, like, if you are going to give someone a blowjob, you're comfortable with that person enough to be like, hey, maybe you should shower. Do you mind cleaning up first? Like, hey, these are the things I'm comfortable with. Please don't grab my head. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh Please don't say certain things to me. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, and then, you know, the partner that's receiving should be able to be like, hey, I really like this. Can you do that? Yeah. You know, so I think it goes both ways. Totally. Yeah, kind of depends. Hmm. Hmm. I think the main thing that I wanted to, like, get to is, like, yeah, you go through these stages, but you you start to skip stages, mm-hmm. like we were saying, like, as you get older, or if you're in a relationship for a while, you don't have to go every time from, okay, well, we're gonna <laughs> make out, then we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna end up like this. Yeah. You can start skipping steps. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you just start taking clothes off. Yeah, sometimes you just get to it's it. It's like, let's have sex. <laughs> but um, you also start experimenting things that you've never done before. So I think, specifically in a lesbian relationship, like, oh, like, I'm always comfortable with oral. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with penetrative things uh-huh. in lesbian sex for myself. So maybe something I try later on when I'm six months with this person or mm-hmm. a year into this sexual relationship with a person, however long it takes me to be comfortable, <laughs> maybe I can try a penetrative thing. Be like, hey, oop, didn't like it still, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can try, um, or if you've never grinded with that person because you just skipped that set step, you can try yeah. it, see if you like it. You can try and scissor. Yeah. For me, it's never worked out, personally. I'm still working on the art. I mean, blue is the warmest color made it happen. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm still living the dream and trying to work on that. Yeah, so I mean, like, you could try scissoring. And then toys are the biggest thing, I think, that go across every spectrum Uh of sexualities and relationships. Because there are toys for women and men. There's toys for lesbian sex and gay men sex. And there's toys for, like, ace ace people where, like, they might feel comfortable doing this but not doing this. You know, there's Mm -hmm. toys... For everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the next step of, like, exploratory. Like, you do all these things building up to sex. Then you do sex. You get comfortable with it. You get comfortable with yourself. You get comfortable with your partner. Then you can try doing other things that you may not have thought that you could be comfortable with. But all of a sudden, you have a good, trusting relationship. That's very true. And you can start doing things that you never thought you would be into. And you can check them off the list. Because there are things that I've tried that I'm like, nope. No, Didn't thanks. like that. Yeah. 
Same. Try it for like five seconds. I'm like, no, I'm good. That's all. <laughs> That's all great. Next. <laughs> like know. what? Like what? Can you think of anything? No, not off the bat. But like something, you know, like there are things that I would consider trying, but just know that I will not enjoy water sports. <laughs> you know? Why don't you explain what water sports are? Peeing on somebody. To yeah. simplify it, you know, using urination as a tool in the bedroom. It's just not, you know. And I would try some, I would try that with somebody. I mm-hmm. just would not enjoy that with somebody. Well, you know, let me be specific. I would pee on somebody. I would not let somebody pee on me, yeah. no matter how far into the relationship it got. But, you know, it's like one of those things where I imagine I could still try it, you know, and then decide to check one box or the other. Yeah. Probably the never again box. Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's toys, and there's kinks, and there's even sexual acts that you can do. Uh-huh. You know, like, in, in a heterosexual relationship, like I was saying earlier, like, guys shouldn't be afraid of trying a butt thing. Yeah. You know, it could be pleasurable, it could not be pleasurable, but, like, if you're in a good relationship and both of you are comfortable with uh-huh. each other that might be something you should think about exploring. You can build up to it. I think a lot of toys are a great way to build up to other sexual acts. Oh, yeah. And I feel like toys can be a really good substitution. I would be more hesitant to let somebody stick their fingers in my asshole Mm -hmm. than to stick a toy. That's true. You know, like, I just, that's my comfort level. And Mm -hmm. so... Mm. I'd be like, I'm going to take the smallest toy with the best flared base <laughs> available, <laughs> and we can try that, you know, and then work your way up. So Yeah. And, I mean, you can even do things exploratory that lead to the same sexual act. Like, you can try food stuff. And, like, you were saying, like, water sports. Not saying go for that, but, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, things that can lead to the same sex act that you've been doing. So things that you've never tried before, but still end up in the same place that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, do blindfolds. Mm -hmm. You're still getting oral sex or or whatever you're doing at the end, but you're blindfolded. That's true. This time, you know, so you can can try different things. Mm -hmm. I think food is the best way to start, like, if you're at level zero. Uh Uh-huh. And you, you're finally comfortable with sex. Uh-huh. Try adding food, because food <laughs> isn't necessarily scary, but it adds a level of intimacy. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. I like it. What else can you start? I think vibrators for women are the first toy you should get ever. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to do a whole podcast on toys. So we already have, already have a podcast that says, uh, the toys that made us gay. <laughs> Which, like, now These that are I the think... the toys that kept us gay. Yeah, the, the toys that keep us coming back. <laughs> the toys that keep us coming. Yeah, I'm sure everybody got that already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have to do a whole thing on that. We'll do a whole thing on toys. We can do a whole thing on kinks as well. Because oh, yeah. We can... There's a lot of kinks out there Water nowadays. sports is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. All right, so this podcast is run a little longer than I thought. I'm going <laughs> to save my story then for when we, when we explore different kinks. Love it. <laughs> different <laughs> kinks for different freaks. <laughs> I got a ton of these up my sleeve. Um, all right, so you know what to do. You should subscribe. You should subscribe to us, please. 
um, tell a friend about us. Definitely, um, I don't know, like, screenshot us, put us on your Facebook. I don't know. Just <laughs> suggesting mom. My mom has more Facebook friends than me. So, I feel as though she should share us. Don't even joke about your mom listening all the way through <laughs> to the end. I swear to God. No, thank you. She's going to know a lot of things about you. If your mom has to listen to me talk about water sports, I'll uh, die. My mom will love that because she will use it against you. She'll be like eight years from now. She'll be like, so Maureen, how's the pee-pee treating you? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. my mom sucks. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, uh, <laughs> Apple, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, so like and subscribe us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean mm-hmm. app. Um, write a review if you haven't already. Like I said, share us with a friend. I don't know. Maybe this can be a way to start conversations with other queer people that you know that you don't normally talk to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really pimping us this uh-huh. time. <laughs> Get a date. You listen to queer podcasts. Yeah. And please just, you know, practice safe sex. We'll definitely talk more about safe sex, but I just really want to talk about, you know, learning boundaries and learning comfort levels and being okay with starting off in different places than other people are. Mm-hmm. And then getting to where you want to be and staying there or exploring further if you want. So I really Love just it. want to talk about that, you know. To be continued next Wednesday. But until then, stay queer.